Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Hey, Beth. Good morning, Beth. Good morning, Christy. I was getting ready to say that. <laughs> Crimes and Closets in the morning. Yeah, it is. It's, it's early. Yes. The sun is shining. It's weird to talk about murder when the sun is shining through the windows. <laughs> Yes, that, and I feel like I'm I, I'm in a brighter space because I'm not in my dungeon of a basement. And true, so I'm like I don't know. I feel, and I've got a mimosa. <laughs> a little different too. <laughs> yes, I'm drinking tea, but yes. Well, my, I think it's, what would Dolly do? Mug. Oh well, that's a fantastic mug. It really. I, is. Um, thought it was funny because when we were talking about how we would record and we'd get to know what it was like to record without beverages because we're going to record during the day. And I texted you yesterday and I was like, I think it's really funny that I thought I wasn't going to have a beverage. During the day. <laughs> I also found that hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I do have one. <laughs> so. so I took my kids to school today. Oh, yes. In carpool. And oh, and so XM Radio has this new station called Pop 2K or something. Have you heard of that? I think it's yeah. new or maybe I don't I think it's new. I think we've listened. Yeah, we've listened. Okay. Well, I just stumbled across it in the last couple of days and I have been so into it. It's songs from like the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And they kept they were playing a bunch of Sheryl Crow songs today in Carpool. Oh. Sheryl Crow, like I haven't thought about her in so many years, but she was 100% in my girl gang. Yeah. When I like back in the day, I had like the ones that you it was like Alanis, mm -hmm, Alanis. Lynn, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, all of them. Um, speaking of Alanis, I just told Emery the other day that a show I would love to go see is Jagged Little Pill when New York opens up again. You want to go? Yes. I, yes. Yes. I know every word of that album uh -huh. from the beginning too. to the end, even the songs I don't like. Me too. And I just like she came on the radio the other day and I was just singing like I still listen to her every day. And I'm like, I totally need to see this show. She they play her on that pop 2K. Her and Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Janet. Okay, Man, I play plan. Janet. Yes. Where is it only gonna be in New York? Well, I don't know. I you know how oh. sometimes they start there and then they move out, but right now I think it's only New York. I, I haven't looked into it. So I'm so in. Maybe it'll get big like cats and go everywhere or wicked and just go everywhere. <laughs> I don't think Alanis is going to be like cats. <laughs> you never know. You know what? You never, never know. know. There's enough of us out there, I think. <laughs> I even have a shirt from the early 2000s that says everything's going to be fine, fine, fine. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I want to go get it now. <laughs> Next time, please wear that. <laughs> so I was embarrassing my kids in carpool singing Cheryl very loudly, and they were like, what is this? <laughs> Mom. Well, you're wondering what. <laughs> we gotta go. I was into it. If it makes right you happy. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, good song, good song. Come on. It is good. You have to sing it at the top of your lungs. There's no other way. Right. Yeah. And then I came home and slayed dragons. And now here we are. Oh, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about people slaying people. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so, well, I mean, speaking of that, would you like to hear my story right now? Give, jump on in. I'm really kind of excited. I don't, I don't, again, like last time, I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Even though we're not, it, we're not off schedule or anything. Just anyway, it's weird. 
guess I just miss it when we're not taking a week off of like it's proof we still love it. Yes, exactly. A year in, we're still going strong. We got some ad spots. Woohoo. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're interrupting our best fiends time by recording actually, because we play in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's true. Ah, oh, dang it. I have to find another time. <laughs> Picture my phone says, open Best Fiends. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, all right. So this one that I got for you today is another one of the, that has like some twists and turns that kind of make it a little bit more confusing. So the story, the timeline of the story might be a little bit erratic. So okay. stick with me. It's good that I'm bright-eyed, but she did Okay. I'm going to introduce, I'll start out a little bit differently. I'm just going to introduce some of the pertinent people because of how it kind of goes in different directions, but you know, just, just so you know. So we'll start with Anna Lisa Raimundo, who was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1970. She was the daughter of two doctors. So it's no surprise that she went on to go to get an undergrad degree from Harvard and a master's degree from Columbia. Wow. Yeah. In 2001, she was working at Purdue Pharma in Stamford, Connecticut, <clears throat> and she also lived in a waterfront condo there. So she's 31, doing pretty good for herself. Heck yeah. Then we have Sheila Davalu. Davalu. I think it's Davalu. Oh, my God. Another one. I think I know this story. You probably do. It, I think it's known. Um, she was born in 1969 in Iran. Her family emigrated here in the mid-1970s. She went to SUNY Stony Brook for her undergrad degree, which, by the way, my cousin went. That's where he went for his dentistry stuff. Oh, cool. Um, And she got her degree in biochemistry, and this is where she married her first husband, Farid. Farid. F-A-R-R-I-D. At first, I thought you said freed. Like, no. Like freedom. Mm -hmm. No. Farid. Okay, got it. Farid. For all intents and purposes, this seems sort of like an arranged sort of marriage. It was a family friend, same cultural background, but she seems to go along with it and it seems to be like it's something that she wanted to. So she then went to attend graduate school at New York Medical College in Valhalla, New York. There she meets a a name, not a name, a man named Paul Christos, who she started an affair with. When her husband of six years found out about this, he files for divorce. <clears throat> and she goes on to marry Paul in the May in May of 2000 after getting her graduate degree. And she also then gets a job at Purdue Pharma in Stanford, Connecticut. So, so she's working with Anna now. Yes. So we have Annalisa, Sheila, and Paul was kind of mentioned in there in Sheila's description. Then we also have Nelson Sessler who's a 32-year-old man who also works at Purdue Pharma. Not a whole lot of background on that guy, just that we know his name and that's where he worked. (laughs) So so now I guess we can see where all the connections are made. Everyone kind of works at Purdue Pharma. So we have somewhat of a love triangle that will start here. While working at Purdue Pharma, Anna meets Nelson. And at the time, Nelson was also in somewhat of a sexual relationship with Sheila, who had told Nelson that she was divorced, but she wasn't divorced. Because she was married to Paul. She was married to Paul. Okay. Anna starts a relationship with 
Nelson, Sheila's already just as Nelson's eyes, it was pretty much just a sexual relationship. It never went any further than that. I think Sheila had a different view, um, which we'll get into later. But anyway, at any rate, he's with both of these women. Sheila clearly has a pattern here. She marries then has an affair. Well, I was going to bring it up, but I didn't want to bring it up because <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen exactly. So. <laughs> so Sheila and Nelson had met in 2001, but when Nelson met or was having his relationship with Anna, he kind of decided that Anna was someone he wanted to pursue a serious relationship with. So he broke it off with Sheila in September of 2001. Sheila was pretty cool about it at the time. She said she totally understood and that they she even felt like she was they were just having somewhat of a summer fling. So, no big deal. blah blah blah. And in reality, I mean, she has her husband to go back to. So, she's in her head probably thinking just fine, or at least that's what Nelson is thinking. She's just fine. She's fine with us breaking up. Okay. So they go their separate ways. I mean, as much as they can, because they're all still co-workers at the same place. <laughs> so almost a year later, around October of 2002, Anna and Nelson decide to move in together. And Anna also lands another job with another pharmaceutical company in New Jersey. So Stanford, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. So close together. Right. <laughs> okay. So this doesn't mean they necessarily have to move. Okay. So – Apparently, they've given her permission to kind of work at home until she can figure out what she wants to do. So I don't know. I think she was deciding did she want to move closer because it was about 40 minutes from her house. So not – I mean, not a terrible commute if you wanted to to do that. So, But yeah, no, in that – do that here all the time. Exactly. However, traffic over in that area, gotcha. it may cause you not to want to do that. But I don't know. At this time, she's given permission to work at home. So right now when she starts her job, She's working at home. So on November 8th, 2002, a call to 911 is made, and the caller said that they live in Harbor Drive, which is where um, Annalise's condo, waterfront condo, was, and that a man was attacking her neighbor. She was unable to provide the name for the victim, but gave an apartment number. And then when they were asking her, well, where are you? What, you know, where do you live since you're saying a neighbor? They kind of stumble over what number they give a couple different numbers and street address and blah 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 so and then ultimately end up hanging up before they can ask any more questions of the caller so a little suspicious. okay weird 911 call got it yeah when police arrive they find Annalisa Ramundo severely beaten and stabbed to death in her apartment autopsy reports would find that she had been bludgeoned over the head several times with what turned out to be a dumbbell and she oh. was stabbed nine times to her face, neck, and chest. The deepest of these wounds punctured her lung, which I think was ultimately the cause of death, but I'm assuming she would have passed over time anyway from these wounds had she not gotten help right away. So anyway, Nelson arrives home around 5 p.m. and comes straight to the apartment not knowing that anything had happened. Clearly, he's the first person of interest, too. He... Wait, the police didn't come to the apartment? Yes, the police come to the apartment, but he oh, he's I his see. police, but he doesn't know it's his or I you know, her place. I, got you. I thought you were saying Okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, he just didn't know anything had happened. He's coming home from work and he's like, Oh, oh, this is my apartment. You know, it's all yeah, okay. 
Um, he's the first person of interest, but he gets cleared real quickly because it happened during the day and he was at work and there was plenty of security cameras at work and footage to show that he was there throughout the day and during the time that they believe she was murdered. So he gets pretty quick, um, cleared quickly. Nelson does mention a couple of ex-girlfriends of his that are possible suspects, but does not mention Sheila because he honestly doesn't think that there's a reason to mention her. She was a fling, nothing serious, and she seemed totally fine when they broke up. Like she didn't seem to like have any mental issues, you know, whatever. And he had been friends with her before, and she seemed like quite a normal person. But he did have girlfriends that were suspect? I guess so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should have mentioned her because it's possible you got a type. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So for months, Anna's murder goes unsolved, and all they have is this crazy 911 call, which was found to be made at a payphone which they also find kind of suspicious because they're saying, well, if you're a neighbor, what neighbor calls to report something happening to their neighbor but leaves the house first and goes like a mile down the road to a payphone instead of just calling from their house? Right. So little suspect. And the only other thing that they have there, it was pretty clean. I mean, clean. Her blood's everywhere. But as far as forensically for uh, like other DNA, it's pretty clean. And there's just a little bit of blood mixed with Annalise's blood in the bathroom on like the sink handle. Um, But they don't have a suspect to confirm whose blood it is. And this blood isn't in the system. So they have to find a suspect at this point. So they're kind of at their wits end. They don't know what to do. So initially, right after the murder... Sheila, because Sheila was still friends with Nelson. She's just there for Nelson. She's comforting him as he grieves his fiance's death. And as time goes on, they actually start to rekindle their relationship like a month or two down the road. Interesting. (laughs) Yes. The door was opened the minute she started to comfort him, clearly, to start that because she was like, she's ready. I mean, and so let's just wait for Nelson to kind of get to that point where she's. Now, is she still married to Paul? Oh, she's still married to Paul. Yes. Poor Paul. My goodness. Yeah. So, and Nelson still doesn't know that she's married. Okay. It said she's divorced in the beginning. Like when they started uh, their friendship, he was saying, she said that they were divorced. So she told him long ago that, and so let's, let's just talk about that for a minute. She's having an affair with Nelson and he doesn't know she's married. He has no idea he's the other man. How does she get away with that? Exactly. Seriously. So Nelson has to be going to her place, you would assume, if they're, you know, in some sort of relationship. Well, especially because he was dating somebody else too. So. Right. At the time. I mean, for a while at least. Yeah, exactly. So get this. This is how good Sheila is. All of the. This all started even way back. So in the initial relationship before they broke up because he wanted to date Annalisa full time. So this all started back then. She convinced her husband to go stay in hotels on weekends that Nelson would come over. She tells her husband that she has a mentally disabled brother that doesn't know she's married and would be very upset to find that out because he is pretty like possessive of her. So he le- he lives in a group home. She does have a mentally disabled brother, but oh, she didn't gosh. really have a whole lot of contact with him. And she wasn't – She wasn't him. coming to see her on weekends. Right. 
Right. So she had said, I have to keep you a secret for right now. He's going to come for the weekend. You need to clear out and you need to clear everything out. So he goes that any evidence of you out. So he goes to hotels for the weekend, takes all of his clothes and anything, pictures, anything that belongs to him that would show that there's a man living in the house. Oh my heavens. That's crazy. Come on, Paul. Like, and I did see um, a little bit of testimony from Paul um, in when there when there was a trial in the end that he he kind of had an idea, but he just wanted to work things out and he wanted it to work. So he was just going along with whatever because he was just I don't know. I guess he was in love with her and just kind of felt like he needed to do it. So I don't know that he was totally one hundred percent in the dark, but he still like he he freaking enabled this. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, strange. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but also so is logic in the moment. That's pretty well, twenty yeah. twenty two sometimes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, hold on to your pants because get this: Sheila would also talk to Paul about this relationship and the love triangle that was happening back in the day. Initially, she would use different names for coworkers that she knew were in this love triangle and constantly talk about Jack and Melissa, which were really her and Nelson, and even ask Paul if he thought Jack loved Melissa or not. And he would also, in a way, kind of be giving her advice on how to cheat on her own relationship. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Crazy. is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila has thought this out to the point of – Exhaustion, I think. I know. Like, like how can is you this a web? Plan? Yes. Yes. Huge. Ridiculous. Crazy. Okay. So then Nelson would also come over and have no idea that she's married because there's no evidence of marriage in this apartment at all. Two of, to me, two of the most oblivious men ever. <laughs> in my opinion. And a crazy con artist lady. And a crazy con artist. Yes, exactly. So when we get back from this break, I will get into the next crazy part of the story. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Wine, Dine, and Storytime. I'm Nydia. I'm Dana. I'm Cindy. And we're your hosts. Have you ruined a family gathering by asking what wine pairs well with eating a husband? Are you the CEO of TMI? Have you ever been kicked under the table because you brought up your favorite dinner topic, atrocities throughout history? Then this podcast is perfect for you. Each week, Dana and I share stories based on topics that include true crime, historical shenanigans, unexplained mysteries, and all things fascinating, while our amateur chef Cindy prepares themed dinners and pairs wines based on those topics. Find us, the Wine, Dine, and Storytime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a follow. So you ready for some more crazy details? I think so. I'm ready to know what happened to Sheila. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have Sheila still continuing this affair with Nelson. Paul sort of feels his wife is being a bit distant, but has no idea as far as I was concerned when I was researching it, that he, that this was all going on on the night of March 23rd, 2003, Sheila asks Paul if he would like to play sort of a sex game. 
they would take turns being blindfolded and handcuffed. And the person who was blindfolded and handcuffed handcuffed would guess what object was touching their body. They would just like touch some part of their body. Paul agrees to this because obviously he's seeing it as an opportunity to get close to his wife, who he feels is slipping away. So while he's handcuffed and blindfolded, Sheila proceeds to like rub this object on his face. And just as he's kind of like thinking about what it could be, he feels this pounding on his chest. And it was Sheila (gasps) stabbing him twice with a kitchen knife. Shock well, that was unexpected. No, oh, oh, really? That was unexpected to you? <laughs> <laughs> and to Paul, I would imagine. <laughs> Shocked and confused by all of this because Sheila had never exhibited any violence towards him. He immediately was pleading for his life and asking her to call 911 to get him help. So she agrees to call 911. But after an hour of waiting for somebody to come, he's like still pleading with her. Please help me. Alive? He's still alive. So she didn't like seriously. I mean, I mean, it's a serious injury to stab wounds, but not enough to fatally, you know, bleed out. I guess she's he's ble- pleading with her. Please either call again or get me to the hospital. So she agrees. Fine, I'll drive you. So she drives him to Westchester County Hospital, but instead of bringing him into the emergency room, she pulls into a parking lot and parks a little bit far away from the building. She then goes into the back seat where he is. And proceeds to stab Paul another time. And now, can I go backwards for one second? In this mm-hmm. hour that sh- they were waiting on the ambulance to come, was he ever at any point like, hey, why'd you stab me? <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure he was. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> Oh, we don't know. Updated. We don't know what happened. Okay. Because I'm like, <laughs> at this point, I mean, like you haven't been asking the right questions before, but now's your chance, Paul. Right. And how's your chance to ask Sheila some real questions? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't stated anywhere. So, but I'm assuming, yes, he's like wondering what the heck's going on. Like, why are you really need to know what she had to say of why? Like, whoopsie, you good? (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Just meant to touch your chest. Didn't mean to stab you. Which essentially is what she ends up saying to somebody. Okay. Okay. So, there's a couple of employees of the hospital who can see the car and see that it looks like there's somewhat of a struggle happening. So they start to walk towards the car and they notice that there is, there's a struggle. So they call security who pries them apart. And Paul is literally rushed into surgery because she had hit part of his heart and he would have died pretty quickly if they weren't in this parking lot, essentially. So in the meantime, Sheila is taken into custody for questioning. She gives and because they can't really tell the the um, employees couldn't tell if she was just struggling to get him out of the car mm. at that time, you know, because he's a man and she's bringing him to hospital. But also, why would you park so far away if you've got somebody in your car that that's injured? Like you pull straight up that's and right. you get out and you're like yelling for help. So anyway, whatever. So she's being questioned. She gives the police a story about her husband came home from work and laid on the floor and asked her to look at an injury he had gotten at work to see if it was bleeding. And she just immediately rushed him to the hospital. So that's what her initial story is. Yeah. Could you imagine somebody coming home and be like, can you check this out? Is this bleeding? (laughs) It's so bad that you have to bring him to the hospital. Oh, my goodness gracious, Sheila. She's starting to unravel here because it's clearly not (laughs) her best work. I think we've snapped. Yeah. Well, this was a snapped. (laughs) Well. (laughs) So guess what? 
Paul survives and starts talking to the police about what happened. Thank goodness. Yes. And once police inform Sheila that her husband is alive and has told the story, she starts to admit about the game that they played, saying that maybe she was embarrassed in the beginning to say it. She doesn't ever admit to that last final stabbing in the parking lot. But basically, she's like, it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. The initial stabbings in the house. So her phone was also found at the scene near the car in the hospital parking lot. And Paul had told the police, well, Sheila made a 911 call and we waited for an hour. Nobody came. So they checked her phone to confirm this. So they saw that a call was made during that time, but it wasn't to 911. It was to someone saved in her phone as Nelson. (laughs) She calls her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So police investigate who Nelson is and come up with Nelson Sessler and head over to Connecticut to question him because clearly because she called in the midst of committing this crime, they think, well, he's probably involved in some way. Like he mm-hmm. must know what's happening. So when they get there, he's not there, but they see a neighbor and the neighbor kind of says, oh, are you here about the murder? And they're like, no, we're just here about the assaults, blah, blah, blah. And he's, they're like, but, the, but you know, you're here to talk about the person who died. And he was like, they're like no, no, nobody died. And so they're like, well, what are you talking about? So in this conversation, they finally hear that Nelson's girlfriend had been murdered just months before that. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, hmm, now we have a connection to these two, this attempted murder, essentially, and this murder. So they immediately yeah, go here's to the four West. people and half of them are dead or half of them have right. been Attacked, I guess. Yeah, exactly. In similar manners because they're mm-hmm. stabbed both. So they go right over to the Westchester. The Westchester police go straight to the Stanford police and start to have a conversation with them about this. The Stanford police now have a possible suspect that they can get DNA from to test that blood splatter that they had found. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, they talk with Nelson and question why Sheila called him. And Nelson says... She called me to ask me if I wanted to have dinner that night. Come over and have dinner. Come over and have dinner? Yeah. Yes. She wanted him to come on over and have dinner later that night. What, Sheila? Even if her husband had died, okay? Like, say Paul died. She can't have anybody out. Like, she's going to be busy. Right. She got some blood to clean up. She's (laughs) going to be – or your husband just died. You can't have dinner with your boyfriend. People are going to know. Well – Yes, exactly. That's true. But she would have to be cleaning up too because if her husband dies, they, she knows they're going to come to her house. So she'd be exactly. doing all that on that night for sure. But she'd be, she'd be crazy. So Sheila ends up on trial for attempted murder of Paul in February of 2014. 2004, she ends up on trial and is convicted and, and sentenced to 25 years in prison. She's serving that sentence at the Bedford Hill Correctional Facility for Women in New York, which, by the way, is. Um, the uh what do you call it? inspiration for orange is the new black oh you're kidding i love that show yeah i do too but apparently that's the uh inspiration for it so anyway since the prime suspect that the stanford police ha- police have for the murder of anna lisa is in prison they kind of don't rush things they're like let's get this right she's not going anywhere for a while so let's take our time and make sure that we get a case against her so now let's go back to Annalisa's case. We have that weird phone call from the neighbor made from the payphone. Well, when you listen to the recording, it sounds like Sheila, and voice recognition experts confirm with almost 70% certainty that it's her. 70%'s not that high. 
But they also have the DNA left at the scene, mm-hmm. which when tested is a match for Sheila. So exactly. those two things combined are pretty, pretty damning for her. So they also have one more thing though. The same security camera footage that got Nelson off the hook for Annalise's murder is what put the nail in the coffin, so to speak, for Sheila, because she is seen leaving campus at 10.53 a.m. the day of the murder and does not return to work until 1.53 that afternoon. So there's three hours that, and that's all. Long lunch, Sheila. Yes. And she tries to say she's known to take long lunches and that's not unusual, but come on, like, coincidence that it's on the day that this person's murdered and you need mm-hmm. some time to get from and New your York blood to- is in their apartment and the blood with part. their blood <laughs> which by the way she says is planted like obviously some of her of arguments, but oh, yes. whatever yeah because they just got some of her dna and decided to plant it in connecticut mm-hmm. like whatever mm-hmm. monsters Sheila, she's formally arrested for the murder of annalisa in november of 2007 but does not go to trial for that until 2012 and she decides to represent herself. Okay. But, yeah, come on. That's this is how crazy she is and how like she thinks she's like what got kind it. of mental health issues are we dealing with with Sheila because my psychology flags are all alert. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to be honest, I don't know for sure like I didn't see any reports on it, but there's got to be there's got to be something. Um she does. She represents herself unsuccessfully because on April 27, 2012, she's found guilty and sentenced to 50 years in prison. And this sentence will be served after she finishes her 25-year sentence. Excellent. So she'll be moved from Bedford to a jail in Connecticut to serve out that sentence. So she was essentially given a life sentence because she'd be 110 after both sentences and she's going to be in jail till 2079. She has appealed, but all of her... Appeals have been unsuccessful. <laughs> you represent herself in the appeals. <laughs> you know what? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And so this is how nutty she is too, because these were just kind of random facts that were like thrown in there and random articles. But like she, they also saw her, found out that she would hack into Nelson's voicemails and accidentally like book plane trips and be like next to him like across the aisle from him. And and she'd be like, oh my gosh, look, it was fate that we were brought here. Like, I don't know how accurate these are, but she would like show up at places that he was at. And then one time booked an airline ticket on the same flight with him, but she didn't really have anywhere to be for that <laughs> trip. Anyway, crazy. Um, yes. She's I hope Nelson and Paul are okay. Yeah, you know. That would have been nice if I had figured that out, right? I didn't. <laughs> I'm sure I they, are they are much yeah. better off. Yeah, they are. I mean, like, pictures wow. I've seen really recent. So, yeah. They're I'm probably going to guess for them that they have some trust issues. I'm going to guess that. They don't have a lot of knives in their home as well. Uh-huh. And Paul is not going to be playing any sex games with anybody anytime soon. No. Wow. <laughs> okay. Where'd you get this game? Was this a suggestion for us? Oh my gosh, I totally forgot to mention this. Yes, it okay. was a suggestion um, from Christine. So thank you, Christine. Okay. She actually recommended or suggested us look into Annalisa Raimundo. But really, I mean, this was all about Sheila. Like, yeah. yes, I mean, she's in there, but 
This is a total Sheila case. Yes, like, and poor Annalise. What a beautiful name. She sounded like such a nice, successful person and yeah. Yeah, a company you keep, cool. man. Yeah. What she could have done, you know, in her life. She was only 31 and with all those degrees and yeah, I, another one that you know, died and you don't know what they would have done in life. Who knows? Maybe she would have exactly. cured cancer. Who knows? <laughs> you know what I think about that sometimes? Mm-hmm. People who are such innocents and die earlier or murdered or whatever. I think about that. Like, what if they were the hope? Yeah. You know? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was crazy. <laughs> that sex game stabbing incident. Yeah. I, oh, you should have warned me to get my pants because. Well, I did. I said, hold on to your pants. I think <laughs> I think I didn't pay good attention <laughs> to that part because I was like, wait, whoa. <laughs> okay. I was real. You had my ear when I heard sex game, but it surprised <laughs> me. Okay. Good story. Thank you. Thank you for my morning crime. Yeah, you're welcome. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed it too. We hope you're having a good morning. Thanks for joining us today for the story of Annalise Ramundo and Sheila Crazy Stabber. Mm-hmm. I hope she's getting mental health treatment. I really do. Yeah, oh, I'm sure she must be. She don't. She's. She'll be killing people in jail. Sex mm-hmm. games all over the place. It's just. Mm-hmm. I hope she's. They're helping her. But anyways, if you guys like what you hear, please let us know. Come find us on social media. Check posts for pictures this week so Christy can show you all about these people you've just heard about. Give us a rating and review if you like us and some case suggestions coming. Go find our merch and tell your friends. Tell Mm -hmm. your friends about us. We have some big things coming, so we want you guys to spread the word. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.